Now, you might not believe this, but the career path of almost every super successful individual included having a job just like the one you have now. You're either going to or coming from work, so we might as well talk about it today on Your Way to Work. And now, your host, Ricardo Witte. Hello, everyone, and welcome to On Your Way to Work, the show that talks not to the employer, not to the manager, but to you, the worker on the workplace floor. Today, I'm your host, Christian Witted, here with Rick Witted. And I just want to start this show off with a quick statistic from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. According to the BLS, the average worker today stays at each of his or her jobs for about four and a half years. Therefore, because of the resource and time costs, employers are very wary to hire a person that shows a one to two year job hopping pattern on their resume. Now, Rick, you and many of your guests have dealt with this topic throughout the past two seasons. Yeah, Christian, I think this is a good topic. It is always a timely topic because so many people are flowing in and out of jobs uh, in the workplace constantly. And I always share the stats of how many people actually quit their job every month. And uh, toward the end of my research, as I was writing the book, Outgrow Your Space at Work, A very interesting and I would say alarming trend is that, you know, over 50% of people who quit their jobs most recently are quitting their jobs without even having another job lined up, which of course speaks to how emotional work can really be. It's it's much more emotional than logical. We talk about that uh, topic on the show all the time. So yeah, I, I think the idea and the concept of job hopping, what that means, What are the dynamics that play into that, both on the employer and the employee side? I think it's always a very relevant topic. So for starters, how do you address those that say job hopping, particularly for millennials and recent graduates, is a smart way to rack up promotions during each job change and to avoid the paying dues period that tends to trap workers in a slow climb up the corporate ladder? So, so I'll address that topic in, in two parts. Before I say that, just in direct response to your question, I think we really are short-sighted in, in terms of what a career is. A career is a very, very long-term thing. And if we don't manage it in such a, a way, you know, as to realize how long-term it is, then I think we can make a lot of mistakes. I have personally made a lot of career mistakes and I've seen a lot made because we don't understand that career is very long. We think about that and on the surface we say that, correct? But here's the reality. Most of us will make career decisions. We will make job choices based on our one, two, three to five year outlook. I mean, that's immediately and that's almost all that we look at. And so by nature, you know, if you think of the concept of investing, you are 25, you're 30 and you need money at age 65 or 70 
if you're making three-year investment decisions for the long-term goal of 70 years, you're likely to make some mistakes. You're likely to have less at that time than you could have um, had you really thought through your strategy long-term. Now, doesn't mean you may not get lucky. You, you may get lucky. But um, for most of us, you know, the idea of, of being lucky in our retirement savings is not a smart way to go. It's not a smart way to manage those investments long term. I think the same thing applies to a career because you're going to start working at some point in your early 20s. You know, you're not going to retire till 62, 65. And so that's a 40-year proposition at a minimum. And most of us don't manage our career with that type of length in mind. We just don't. But back to your question, let, let me address this in two parts. One, the corporate ladder is a very, very limited, it's an extremely limited and also outdated view of career progression in the workplace for multiple reasons. First, everyone's not motivated by a bigger job, and that's really the concept or the idea of climbing upward or vertically on the ladder. Companies are learning this, yet breaking the habit of making this the central theme in messaging and advertising career progression in the workplace seems very hard for them to break. Yet, career progression is really only about a third of the reasons people actually quit their jobs. Job security, flexibility and scheduling, poor management, lack of fit to the job, lack of pay, those things account for nearly two-thirds of the reasons people really quit. And those are a varied number of reasons, none of which will long-term make a person happy or content or feel like they are in the right place by having a bigger job. It's not everyone's definition for promotion. So that's the first reason that the corporate ladder is really an outdated construct, or at least a very limited construct for, let's just call it a third of those who are actually workers in the workplace. Secondly, it's not an honest reflection of progression in the workplace. You should really think of it in terms of pyramids more than ladders. And what do I mean by that? The idea of a ladder is that the, the only direction is up and then up and then up and then up. But the real makeup of career progression, the DNA of career pro progression structurally within an organization is more of a pyramid. And, and if I gave you this concept, look at this word picture. There are 10 bricks at the bottom, then nine bricks, then eight bricks, then seven, six, five, four, three, two, one bricks. When you look at all of that going upward, what you have is a pyramid. So here's the problem with this idea of a ladder. People get the sense that they can just climb and the destination takes them to the top. But the reality is, if you look at it from a pyramid structure and these, these layered bricks, there's only one brick at the top. Even if we're not talking all the way to the top, maybe we're talking high-level middle management, there's only four bricks there. Now, if you count 10, 9, 8, 6, 7, 6, 5, you've got roughly 50 bricks below that. And yet at this next level, there's only four. 
So out of the 50 bricks below that, if if we use the carrot in the workplace as a bigger job, bigger paycheck, bigger, 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 we all of a sudden create a workplace crisis in the minds of our workers because now you've got 50 people all eyeing for jobs. It is not a reality that all of those folks will get those four jobs. It never will be a reality that that will happen quickly. It just won't. Plus, the four jobs that are there are already taken. Somebody's already on those bricks. And so when you when you set up the construct for career progression in the workplace to be a ladder, now you see why so many people reject it. Now you see why so many people are frustrated about it. And the truth is, this just breeds unnecessary frustration and impatience in workers in the workplace. And I really do believe that a lot of this job hopping has to do with Business America's inability to identify and motivate toward what matters most to workers, which is not just always a bigger job. It makes this career carrot, so to speak, that we dangle in the workplace to be summed up in one word, promote, instead of grow, which is a concept Gallup pulls out in its study of the survey of American managers in in the workplace. You know, Rick, that's a really interesting way to look at career progression. And what's funny is I think most people instinctively know that to be true, yet are a bit blind to it. They can't articulate it quite the way you just did. And now taking what you just said, you can see why there are so many people frustrated with their employers and with their career. You know, you always talk about the unbelievably high statistic. Over 2.5 million people quit their jobs every single month. That's right, Christian. And and it's a big mistake to only place this in the realm of corporate America because from 1993 to 2011, 64% of net new jobs were actually created by small businesses, not corporate America. And since the 2008 uh, recession... Actually, 67% of all net new jobs were created by Small Business America. Yet all of the dialogue and conversation as it relates to career progression and corporate ladder and being able to find another job, this whole jobs dilemma and jobs conversation has really, I believe, falsely been built around this idea of this is a corporate American issue, which in reality... Most of the jobs, most of the net new jobs are actually employed by small business America. Yet our behavior, our discussion, the solutions that so many of us talking heads provide around this topic is all about corporate ladders. Well, it's not just a ladder and it's not just corporate. It really is a pyramid that has to do with business America. And we've got to figure this out soon. And this is why there's just not this level of clarity and direction and guidance to the workers on the workplace floor. We got to get better, business America. Now I think I'm beginning to understand your concept of pyramids versus ladders. We'll definitely have to do another show to flush out this idea a little bit more. But before we wrap up the show, How can the listeners better manage their career in light of this discussion? Great question, Christian. And that really gets to the heart of what we're talking about today. We've got to stop managing individually, us as workers, and measuring our career 
based on the next bigger, whatever that is, bigger job, bigger paycheck, bigger title, bigger responsibility, bigger, bigger, bigger. It's not a lasting strategy. We can't build the strategy on the concept of bigger. I am a big believer that, you know, a rising tide will lift all boats. And if we focus on the job we already have and doing that job bigger, I think these ideas of, of what bigger is to us will, will develop over time. So here's a lasting strategy, right? Manage to your career path, capital P-A-T-H, your career path, and not your next opportunity. You don't change careers. That's this, I hear that thrown around a lot. You get one career. It's when you start in the workforce and then when you retire or you die. It's one career. You get only one. However, there are multiple paths that you will take in those careers. I may have said this on a show before, but I'm amazed at when I talk to very, very successful people in the business world, every time, you know, or, or the great majority of the time, what I hear is this expression that goes like this. You know, I, I would have never pictured me being here. I would have never, you know, pictured my career going down the path that it has gone down. But now that I look at it, everything that I've done has really made me um, capable of doing what I'm doing now. At the end of the day, what they are concluding is it's all about the path. It is all about the path. And every job decision I make, every uh, new responsibility that I raise my hand to take on, every employer that I choose to work for has to all work together for the path. And so many people don't manage to the career path. They don't manage or level set their expectations by the career path. They are hunkered down. They're in the trench focused on fighting for one thing, that next level whatever. Wherever they are, the focus so often is about the next level. When I get this next thing, when I get this next thing, and when I get this next thing, instead of stepping back and going, how can I you know, set up myself in such a way that long term I get to that ultimate goal, that ultimate, you know, where that path takes me. The second thing I would say is just slow down your working life, i.e. your career, the one you get, your working life is 40 years. So I don't care if you're 20, starting out from college fresh, you're a millennial. I don't care if you are a generation X in your 40s and in, in early 50s, I don't care if you're a boomer in your 50s and 60s, you, your career is long term. And even if you're in your mid 40s, you got 20 years of career path to go down. So not managing the path is equally dangerous for you as the millennial starting off. It doesn't matter. The path is the most important thing. And I'm telling you, when you do this, when you really focus on the path, what you will develop is a strategy that's what I call path-focused. What do you mean by path-focused, Rick? Real simple, Christian. Path-focused really can be broken down into four things. One, know where you want to go long-term. So how do you do that? Think about what type of job 
you can see yourself retiring from. Know where you want to go long term. Number two, mentors, find good mentors. Those that look like they're doing what you want to do or some some of the components of what you want to do, find those that are doing it today, that are successful, that are proven, that are long-term, and ask them to mentor you, for goodness sake. Just ask. So mentors, number two. Number three, look for those skills in the current job and current environment you're in. So if you know where you want to go long term, you figured out what what job you can see yourself retiring in, you found people that are successful and or are doing many parts of that today, trust me on this one, almost any job you're doing today, you can find some of the components of what will be required for you in that grandiose retirement job that you can see yourself retiring from in 20, 30, 40 years, 10 years, whatever it is, there is some components in the job you have right now that can help you with that. I'll just give you a simple example. People, managing people relationships. I don't care if you're a clerk. I don't care if you are, you know, the, the, the person running the register at McDonald's today. There are some components in people management and relationship building and, and um, interpersonal skills that you can develop in that job today, that if you are really, really good at that, if you get really good at that in the current job you have right now, the CEO job you may have 20 years from now, 30 years from now, you will execute you pulling that same lever using that exact same skill set. And the quicker you get good at it in your current job and the more you practice it and the better you become, you know, an expert and and, or an artist at it in your current job, the more it's going to bode you well down the hill. So, for example, if you are one of those 10 blocks at the bottom of the pyramid, when you do get to level four or level three, what you got to realize is that same block, that same skill at the bottom will be drawn upon when you're at level three and there's only three of you or level two, or if there's only one of you at the top, that same skill will be drawn upon. Here's another thing to think about. All of those other 50 plus skills as well. So your ability to, to really develop across the different blocks of skills at the base and then the nine and eight and seven and six and five and four and three and two blocks uh, above that uh, uh, sequentially Every single one of those blocks you will have to draw on if you're the top brick of the pyramid. And so you've got to look in every job you do currently. You, you got to stop overlooking what you're doing today. You got to stop belittling the current job you have. You have to look at opportunities to develop those skills in your current job that are going to bode well for you long term. And I, and I would just I would submit this to you. Most of us completely overlook that. So I said a fourth thing. The, the fourth is when and if you do decide you have to hop, change jobs or change employers, because you never change careers. You're on the same career. But let me say it this way. When you do decide it is important for you to change paths within your career, then make sure it aligns to where you want to be long term, where on the path you've pointed out long term you've got to get to. 
and verify the strategy with successful people and mentors. You've heard me say on this show a million times that our career is much more emotional than it is logical. Just listen to any episode back up a little bit and you'll 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 catch that theme. And so because it is so much more emotional than it is logical, don't just simply trust your gut. Vet it out. Vet your gut out with people who are experienced, who are successful. I'm not talking about your peers. I'm talking about people who are up the ladder, who have been on that same path, but they're 20 years ahead of you or 10 years ahead of you and are experiencing success pretty consistently. Those are the people you want to vet your gut with. And so trying to manage a career without mentors, without knowing how to reach out to folks, that's very dangerous. And I'll tell you this for our our younger workforce out there, you got to figure this out. I know it's so much easier to not be interpersonal, but just to friend someone online and 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 call a friend someone that I don't have a deep intrinsic bond with, but someone that I talk to electronically in short spurts of 120 characters or less. We, we've got to. You're gonna need, you know, to be able to find mentors and folks that are further up along the road that you can just let it all out and vet out what you're thinking with them. So know where you wanna go long-term, find people who are already there that you can trust, um, that uh, have the skills, and and uh, look for those skills in your current job. And when you do decide that you have to job hop, then what you wanna make sure is that people who are considering hiring you are looking at a very clear strategic pattern in the jobs you have taken on your resume. And if not, they're gonna be concerned. I'm just telling you that you run risk in your career of not getting the dream job that you wanted to have or being on the right path that you wanted to get to because there's no clear and apparent long-term strategy in your uh, resume. As always, I can't believe we're already at the end of this show. Rick, I know we haven't really begun to scratch the surface of this topic, and I'd really love for us, Rick, to pick this topic up again in the future. I think that you approach something so integral, so important to all of us, our careers, in a really fresh and unique way. Thanks, Christian. I'd love to pick this topic up again in the future as well. It's only because I've made a ton of these career mistakes that I can even speak so easily about them. And, And one of the things that frustrate me so much is that we are convinced that we cannot have a long-term tenure with employers anymore. And and that the only exciting career path to talk about is the one that ends with me having my own business or having my boss's job. And and while that's a fine option, I'm 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 not I'm not discounting that as an eventual option or even goal for us. Only less than 10% of all workers actually start their own business. I think the stat's around 8% from one of the most recent surveys I looked at. And if we don't talk about the reality of the other 90% of us in the workplace, then we're not doing the workers on the workplace floor any real justice at all. And listeners, this is why On Your Way to Work is here. You know, to speak directly to what matters most to you, the worker on the workplace floor. 
Well, listeners, you've been listening to episode 35 of season two of On Your Way to Work, Pyramids versus Ladders. As always, you can check us out at facebook.com forward slash rawitted, tweet us at rawitted, or contact us at rawitted.com. And don't forget, from now through December, you can pre-order Outgrow Your Space at Work by Rick Witted for a discount of about 25%. And be sure to be on the lookout for the official release of our online career assessment in mid-December. Until next time, thank you for tuning in and have a blessed week.